0: Tell you to look around the room. So if you need to get distracted, mm-hmm. feel free. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh Welcome. Hey, excited hey, to it? have you here. Yeah, nice to be here. <laughs> so you said you were you wanted to try a Manhattan. Yes, but you I were did. kind of scared of the like yeah. bitters and all that, right?
1: Yeah, because primarily just vodka and anything that goes with it is about as far as I got. You know.
0: Right. Well, I remember the. <laughs> He was like, Mike, pick a drink for me. We were yeah. at a, a work event a couple of years ago. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I had a was it, Moscow mule. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. No, it's that. And he was like, This is amazing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I feel like there's this pressure to always
2: produce. Uh, yes,
0: yeah, something amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, if you're, used to, if you're used to vodka and you like the Moscow mule, yes. uh, you might not be a huge fan of this because this is a brown liquor. This is a you know, real strong whiskey taste. Yeah. But. It's much more yeah. bitter.
0: Yes. But.
2: Yeah. I did
0: try to find something and we had, I ended up tweaking it heavily. So this is never this drink does not exist outside of the <laughs> room, as far as I can tell. Uh but I wanted to find what I called a beginner's Manhattan. Yeah. So I had you pick between like a vodka drink and That's a whiskey right. drink. That's right. It's like it has the training stock. wheels and everything on it. <laughs> um it's really not. It's a pretty strong yeah. drink. But uh have you tried yeah, it? This is really strong. <laughs> <laughs> It'll well, I put a lot of ice in it oh, to water it down. Nice. Did you try it yet? I did. It was it's yeah. actually all right, you know.
1: You gotta tell me what's uh, the the uh, it, it's, a of yeah. of it's a lot. The content of all of this is
0: a lot going on in here.
2: It's just pure booze.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so so is nurse it... it and don't drink it all. Okay, the right. recipe was like. I may you know, not finish
2: this. Yeah, this that's, all... that's fine. It's, it's so much booze. Alcohol. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, that's totally understandable. Um, yeah. So this started with what's called the Little Italy. All right. So I'm all about Aperol <laughs> right now. That's my new liqueur of choice because we had a bottle, someone left a bottle of uh, Aperol in, moth in here. That is a moth, right? A stink bug?
2: Yeah, stink is bug. a bat. Uh, it's not <laughs> I'm, a I'm good at bats now, man. Can, I'm good at stink bugs, but I'm not going to get it.
0: Uh, so someone left a bottle of Aperol at our Airbnb in Bermuda. And I'm like, oh, what's this? I've never had it before. And I'm like, this is delicious. So I'm all like, how can I fit this into drinks? So I found a recipe that was like a Manhattan, but kind of lighter. Mm-hmm. Some more citrusy. So it, 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 the Little Italy drink is whiskey or bourbon or rye, whatever, what have um, Apparel and sweet vermouth All right. so we couldn't do the vermouth because Mike is allergic to wine and vermouth gotcha. is wine based mm-hmm. so I looked up okay well what can you sub you know for vermouth and apparently sake works because it's thicker mm. so I swapped out ish, ish. <laughs> um, so I swapped out the vermouth for the sake and then I was looking at it I'm like well it's really supposed to be bourbon or rye not whiskey so then I, I did less whiskey and I did Averna uh-huh. The uh, the stuff you got me. Yes. The uh, Averno Siciliano. Yes. So there's a shit ton of stuff going on in this drink. <laughs> and you're making me drink it. And I'm making
2: you drink some uh, of it. Okay. And I, and I dubbed right. it, I've
0: already dubbed it the East Meets West. Okay. Well, there it is. Something.
2: It's got a, a very complex flavor. <laughs> I think it works, though. I was It's <laughs> the, the bitterness is almost too much for me. Really? It's almost too bitter for me. Man, I'm, I'm so... I know. Uh... Not,
0: I'm immune to bitter now. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, we could, we could. I we think get, as it, as it, yeah, as, it, it, it as the ice down.
2: melts, it's going to, smooth out a little yeah. Is it too
0: better for you? No, it's all right. I mean,
1: I don't know what I'm drinking, so it's just like, <laughs> it's just like 87 or 89 or 93. I
0: can't tell <laughs> what, what it is, but. Unleaded premium, <laughs> unleaded regular, I can't yeah. tell the difference. Hi, we are Buddies in Space. You are? That's Michael Smith, and you are? And Michael Carassi, and joining us is? Robert Peters. Should I put an A in the middle?
1: You guys all have alphabets. Well, we do. Like, interior. it would be
0: r Robert, which really does r Robert. Work. So, Robert, really Robert A. Peters. Yeah, can you yeah, say it cool. with, like, more of an air about yourself? Okay,
1: Robert A. Peters.
0: Yeah, there you go. You got the handout and everything. Right. Nice. Yeah, that's how they you... They can't see that, though. They... Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> this is not a...
0: Oh, okay.
1: okay. I'm new
0: to this. You guys got to work with me
1: here.
2: <laughs> we well, do recording. I mean, you... you... You do. Yeah, this you know, is, is that's right. Yeah, in do,
1: fact, right? that's what you got me into there, Michael. And In fact, looking at this setup, it's kind of like uh, looks familiar. it looks familiar. It's like the one you told me to buy. I wrote a
0: style guide and it had like a link to this in it. Like yes. buy this, use yeah. this, it'll sound better and than I other stuff. And I still don't sound like you. You're much smoother than me. I it's a that. lot of work. It is. I do a lot of takes of all my tra- – I mean, it's really hard to say something like as boring as like, you know – To add a new user, click Add New User, and then add the name of the new user. (laughs) Like, it's really hard to sound even remotely interesting when you're doing that over and over again.
2: Yeah. So... So, so Robert, you are... For, for one more day, yes. you are uh, Mike's co-worker. <laughs> yes, that's right. And we're like, he's, we're he's best friends. You. And then that's right. He's turning his
1: <laughs> like smoke he, bomb. He gone. Well, well, he's giving me that slow turn look and that longing <laughs> look. And then he's walking off.
0: The Actually, what's going to happen is he's going to be I'm yeah. going to uh, light something on fire and then slowly walk away from the explosion. Oh, is that nice. it? Oh, all right. Now, it, that's when this airs, money. I will have been gone for a week okay. and nothing will have exploded. So don't sue me, former employer. <laughs>
1: exactly yeah I'm getting out of the tech
0: industry I'm done crumpling up that
2: shit and throwing it in the wind nice good on you man it's like you got out I got out you escaped before they got bought by someone else again (laughs) one more time yeah you know I used
1: to have a whole collection of shirts you know like for uh, short tell back in the day I was like Batman had like 30 of those things and now (laughs) a new company I only got three of them so I actually
0: have to wash now (laughs) <laughs> Before I could just like throw them on the, on the oh when you go to travel for yeah training. when I go to yeah, travel back, back, the back I just yeah it didn't matter <laughs> I've got enough. a lot of short tail bags that I refuse to give up yeah and when we got bought I'm like and yeah. I was traveling for work last month I'm like yeah. I'm bringing my short tail. they're nice yes, bags they're exactly. like O G I O O G or whatever exactly and they are nice the nice high Sierra I'm like mm-hmm. these are fancy bags son. I don't mm-hmm. care what the, what company's on them I'm taking them exactly but the the fly through bags are, are useless now. Mm. The laptop bags, you know, that you oh, open. Oh, those guys, yeah. Because now that, as of like two weeks ago, they're making you take tablets out. Mm, okay. So what's the point? So
1: you don't have like the uh, the super secret uh, TSA pre check uh, global entry thing where no, I'm not you. you. Can I walk don't through. travel that much. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Oh, you got one of those fancy uh, yeah, got passes. the got the global entry one. You know wow. where they uh, they do the background check, the retina thing, and, and cavity searches, and all, all <laughs> sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: That wasn't He actually fun. pays them to do the cabins. Well, yeah. If, they do, if you do it
1: right, it's worth the money. <laughs> but, uh, But, uh, yeah, so we did that. And so when you when you get something like that, I did it because I used to go out of the country. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back, you know, that little sneaky uh, border patrol line there, you know, I wanted to bypass that. So I said, yeah. if you just get one of these global entry things, you can go over to the super secret kiosk and put your fingerprint and your eye and
0: whatever. And is just that right clear on through. or is that different? It's different because okay. I have all of those guys. Yeah, because so you have clear. You were I have me clear. Too.
1: So when you get right the global clear? entry thing, it lets you get TSA pre-check, which everybody has now. So Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because there's another thing clear that you'll see people hawking in the airport. It's another yes. one of those bypass the line yeah. things.
1: It actually came before the pre-check. So back mm. in the day when I was traveling 10 years ago, I used to get that to bypass stuff, but you had to pay for it. It was like a third-party thing. And then it went under. Hmm. And they and so it disappeared all of a sudden, and then it just well, came. They back. made their there's, money, they, yeah, they, they got my money, but it's know. back. And I don't Thank know you. how. Yeah. Like, they're
0: irrelevant now. Yeah, there's TSA precheck, so yeah. See, when I go to a lot of
1: cities, um, the precheck line's really long now. Well, relatively, it's not as bad as the, the non precheck. The plebeian line.
2: Yeah, you know,
1: I'm I'm that guy. You know, I can't stand <laughs> there for more than ten seconds. So what's this? <laughs> the company?
2: I, I was just uh, talking to somebody about this coming up in like a year or two or whenever. You're not going to be able to use a regular driver's license oh, yeah. for ID? Yeah. Really, the, yeah. Enhanced, yeah. See, the
1: enhanced driver's license? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I'm in Michigan, right? So we can drive to can- uh, Canada over there, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you drive across the border, um, you now are going to have to take your passport unless you get one of those enhanced driver's licenses. So, But
2: you'll ha- you're will you yeah. going to have to have one to get on a, f- a flight. Oh, even on the flights. Yeah. you can Not international, just regular. Could you oh, use a you passport flights. instead? I think you can use a passport instead. Okay. But which uh, yeah. the idea that a regular driver's license, which isn't is sufficient. like the standard American ID, yeah. isn't going to be enough Uh-oh. to get on a plane. Uh-huh.
1: It, yeah, that's going to kind of suck. So, what is the uh, the occasional family traveler in the summertime? What are they going to do?
0: Uh, get a passport or not get out of the Not get <laughs> yeah. out of the state apparently, or out of yeah, the yeah, airport. That's right. They are going to have to skateboard <laughs> to Florida or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> something. Some, some uncomfortable. Uh, angry scenes in, in airports mm-hmm. in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the first time. So Robert,
0: you're an interesting guy. Oh yeah?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't,
0: okay. All of have ever told you this.
1: That's right. You're an interesting well, guy. Well I got beat out for that most interesting man in the world. You know it's was third place, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, people don't know that so
0: who's I know who's first but who's second?
1: I don't know oh. it's just we were all interviewed separately and then all a the secret well the first right? one
0: obviously got the ad campaign yeah but, exactly uh, we, number two we went nowhere I don't know huh we should have no. got number two well, I guess we'll have to settle for number three
1: mm-hmm.
0: number three most interesting man in the world. yeah I couldn't do the pose you know I couldn't <laughs> couldn't do it yeah well that's that's a criteria
2: <laughs> <Is it? laughs> um maybe not such a big fan of beer I don't
1: know oh that's the yeah, exactly. That's actually true. <laughs> That's actually true. When I go places, I'm not like a huge beer drinker, but mm-hmm. see opposite the wine, so we can kind of tag team that, you know. I well, don't like I, beer either. Oh, you don't like beer either. No, I'm not, no, I, not. I just so I don't know why. I just uh, didn't inquire the taste, but uh, in California, you know, all I had was crap wine, and then we said, let's go to the wine country, and we went on some of those tours. So I'm like, oh,
0: That's... this is this is
1: what they're talking about. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I uh, that's like that's yep. like uh, drinking beer in college versus after college. Yeah, exactly. like oh, beer can taste good. Exactly. Oh, I, I thought it all tasted like piss. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so there are things think. that are better than Jenny Light, <laughs> really.
0: <laughs> I told you that we did the the champagne of beers, Mick Ultra or Mick, Is it Whatever the champagne of beers was for New Year's Eve, and it was, like, horrendous. I was like, <laughs> give you? me cheap champagne. This is awful. I can't drink any more of this shit. Cheap champagne yeah. is
2: awful, too, though. <laughs> and...
0: <laughs> I think the hangover from cheap champagne is uh. worse. Anyway, so, uh... So, flat... I cut back about a half an hour ago, and yes. my wife is just picking your brain about playing Piano, yeah, like not, I, could hear, I was reading to my son. I could hear her non stop, like mm-hmm. asking her to quit talking, to yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where
1: I wanted to be a movie score guy, you know. Uh, so, what, so really? Was, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I told so you he was interesting, a, yeah. <laughs> so, basically, I didn't tell Smike anything about you, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I like to play piano, and you know, played piano, okay, piano, okay, okay. You, all you,
0: all you that, so, saying so. I like to play piano is like LeBron James being like, Yeah, I like to shoot hoops, <laughs> yeah, you know, I shoot a couple. So, when you, of, when he you play basketball, Mike, are
2: you, are you, do you like? doing Im- improvisation on the keyboard? Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. So, so I used to perform a little bit, you know, when I was back in the college days and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. out of high school, it was like, do I go to music school or do you go to engineering school so I could pay for the keyboards. So that's what <laughs> that's I decided That's a good to, no, that's or, legit. That's a yeah, good call. So I did that, but you know when you go to college or something that and you're doing something else, you find all the technical people that have some kind of inclination. You mm-hmm. find a lot of good musicians there. So in college, we kind of formed some groups and played in clubs and played on campus and stuff like that. Was all Revenge of the Nerds
0: uh, homemade synthesizers? Uh, We
1: didn't go that far, but (laughs) we weren't that cool. But we could make good music, right? So we used to do something like that. So, you know, from that, you know, I just kept playing and playing. And the problem I had in high school was I couldn't find a good teacher. Mm. Because you know how it is. Most people here produce music. And they hear all this stuff in their head, and then they go over to a keyboard, they go over to a horn or something, and it sounds like crap, right? Hmm. Because they don't realize it took six months and iteration and and processing and and mixing and, right. and and all that just to make it sound like the music way they hear it, and... you know, just to make it sound like it does, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how it is with with uh, movies, the whole score kind of makes the environment a lot of times. Oh, the, you know, m- the space, music makes the movie. Yeah, Absolutely. the space scene, the love scene, the suspense, mm-hmm. whatever you got, so. So having that kind of ear and then being an uh, improvising musician, Mm -hmm. you you get used to taking in something, reacting, and giving a piece back. That's cool. You know, and so, um, yeah, it gets interesting. So when you talk to another musician, then you start geeking out. Yeah, but then... uh, so, so have you ever, them? like, done scoring? No. You know, what I used to do is um, I'd be in, like, an apartment and stuff, playing my keyboards, you know, having, having the computer going and all the music mm-hmm. going. People would walk by, and I'd get offers from, like, video game guys. Mm-hmm. They'd like, say, hey, can that. you write it? So I did the, did, oh, did that cool. song, you know, like a scene for, like, a whatever music kind of videos, yeah. game scene, <laughs> stuff like that.
2: I imagine no, that's, that's actually pretty similar to to movie scoring. Yeah, you know yeah, they're, they're exactly. going for a certain yeah. uh, emotion or, yeah. th- or theme or yeah. you know, a certain sense for for different yeah. levels or exactly. or whatever. Yeah. And
1: you kind of got to get your ego out of it because you know when I'm younger, mm-hmm. you know you you think your art is you know. Everything you right. know, and so when someone doesn't like your art, they're crushing your soul and all that kind of stuff, so you used to get what do you say get me offended all the time was people would say, "Can you play something? I play you know two minutes, and then they start talking and and i'm like did you did you want to hear this or not? you know no, I don't care, you know but um, yeah, but it's it's fun it's just one of those things what we were talking about is you know we hear these things, and what do you like about the music what what brings out the emotion or what do you like to hear? Stuff like that, so yeah, composers, geeky music stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun. Well, you remember we were over in Orlando, so we were at what was it what kind of conference was that? So it was some kind of partner conference. Some kind of you know. It wasn't sales, some, so it was like a conference, yeah.
0: like you know, for our partners. Yeah. Kind of you know patting their backs and being like, "Good job." Exactly. So we, just we a bunch of sales things.
1: guys and making themselves happy. We're like, okay, I had enough of that. Me being an introvert, <laughs> I said, you know, let me find the farthest corner, and I walked down. It was in these grand resort boardrooms, right? At so, the at
0: the Gaylord in. in,
1: in yeah. Have you ever know. been there? Yeah, Gaylord in, in Florida. I've never
2: been there. Well, I've been to the one in. Well, I think the. Probably the original one in Nashville. Okay. Yeah, we've talked like, about so it. They used to live yeah. in Nashville. And that was that's oh, gotcha. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so
1: they're just like
2: amazing
0: over the top. Everything, you know. I think rural. they're all in Spanish yeah. In the middle for some reason. Yeah. And it's all
2: glassed in atrium. And like like water going yep. through some of the They had live alligators that they fed yeah. yeah. in front It's of just like home. amazing. And that, one of them had a, there's like a, a bar area that's just rotating. Yeah. No, it On a turntable. Nice. Yeah. There was a ship. There was a
0: sailboat. That was anchored in a fake bay that you can eat on. There's a <laughs> yeah. full boat in the glass in atrium. Exactly, it's preposterous. Yeah, but yeah. So there was. The, they brought three doors down in, which you know, like it's a concert from a band that people have heard of. Mm-hmm. Are, do you have? Are you, do you need to Batman? I'm no? oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just keep, keep an eye on it. Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, if Bat's call. You got to go. I understand I you That's because right. you're Batman. <laughs> the Bat signal. Um. <laughs> so we there was this live concert that we just left and then went. And sat under, or laid under Robert's piano as he was playing. Yeah. And <laughs> just drank yeah. and hung out our team. It was, that was way more fun, we thought, than going to the concert. Well, what attracted me was that it was like this big, long hallway.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, not kind of the narrow, you know, the horror movie. Yeah, not one of those. But it's just big, giant open area. And way down there in the corner was this grand piano. And mm-hmm. I said, hmm. That could be interesting. <laughs> so I walked down there, and it's actually open. I was like, "That's going to be really interesting. So me and another guy, remember Rick Davies? Yep. Yeah, so me and Rick, he's another keyboardist, and said, hmm, we could probably get some good acoustics here. So we started playing around with it, and I had one of those little, um, what do you call it, those little Sony speakers, right? A little Bose speaker, a little squarey dude, mm-hmm. right? And so that plays really good bass. So I got my iPad out, got that, got the music going, and I had a little, little concert going. But it sounded amazing (laughs) because the ceilings are so high, Uh right? There's like 30-foot ceilings, and it just echoed. You felt like you were in a concert hall. And and this piano obviously had not been played much, so it was perfectly in tune. It sounded (laughs) fantastic. So we spent two hours there, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like those movies where the birds start showing up, and all the animals start (laughs) sitting down, and... And these guys started all the trainers
0: up. just flocked had, yeah, I don't know what happened summer summer. I was just playing for myself and I looked up and there's all these people sitting here I don't know what <laughs> uh-huh. happened but then he's like yeah, yeah I, I wrote this song about my daughter and this is like what oh, I hear yeah. when I think of my daughter and what oh, I hear I yeah. he had like, all, all these the... like scores for his children yeah, like, all this the is themes. amazing all the themes yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well you know you have that like in I don't know Star Wars you have the theme for every, yeah. every character yeah. and stuff like that so you have that a lot
0: yeah but you have them for your children yeah that's true again interesting guy
2: so, <laughs> I, I, one of the nice things um, for me about because the guy I went to college and I, I got to a point where I I could make a I could try to make a career out of theater, nice, or I could just get a job in IT and make money, right, 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 <laughs> and nice. I went for that, yes, um, but I still have you know I still do theater sometimes mm-hmm. and it's still. It's still like a very joyful thing for me. Oh, absolutely. And I, I maybe I'm just telling myself this to make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, man, if I tried to make a career out of this, yeah. I, it would have just been like work, mm-hmm. and it probably wouldn't have been so so much. Yeah. fun Later,
1: that was exactly what my decision point was right there. there. You. It's because I said, well, see, I was down in LA area. And so that doesn't mean much, except for when you think of, like, New York. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, I'm a talented guy. Yes, I can play piano. Yes, and this. But so are the other 50 people standing that, around for to That's a good job. Exactly. And, <laughs> and some people are actually even more trained, so they can do, like, you know how it is. You have things you're really good at, mm-hmm. and then you don't have the range or the breath that someone that's really trained has. Yeah. And so I remember this was, like, I keep telling my, my son about this one, is I went to some audition, and I was standing there, And I was in a room of three people. And then this one guy to the side says, hey, stick with this guy. He's pointing at me. Stick with this guy. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And I went in there and I failed miserably. (laughs) Right? Is because one of those things that when you're a musician and you're not trained, you have a key or you have a song that you just shred on. You just Uh, sound like you're the man. But if you just alter that and say, well, just take that down a half step, you're like, then you're trash. Right? (laughs) So it was one of those things where I wasn't trained. Like, now I can do it. But before, I couldn't. So they, they purposely did that because they know when they're trying to form the sit statewide jazz band, uh, they said, well, you know, everybody knows how to play in B flat and F and all that. So everybody's going to shred in that. So they said, let's play a blues in E. So if you're a guitarist, that's no problem. But if you're a keyboard player, you're like, oh, I never play in E. What the heck's <laughs> going on here? So I sounded like trash. And I just didn't even make the cut. They had uh, two rounds. And, you know, like, you know, what is it? Like Star Searcher or whatever. Pick your favorite show where they come American back. Mario, and Mario, Mario, yeah, Mario. one of those. And so I didn't even make the second round. And I was like, oh, devastated. I was like, you know, I guess I'll never make it. I suck. You it's know 20 I mean? no's to one yes, man. Yeah, you get crushed, you know. And But the thing is, from there, I was like, man, I need to have a teacher. And I couldn't find one. You know, and so it wasn't until I got to college where I found some people and found a teacher and talked to like minded people, Mm -hmm. and they started unlocking the techniques that was required to play what I could actually hear already mm-hmm. so that's the frustrating
0: part it's like man I I hear it but it's not coming out of my hands mm-hmm. so it's like the actualization you know? thing like, like to get from, from yeah. head to fingers that whole yeah. process is all the shit that yeah. gets in your way
1: yeah and like they say now they say it's the craft that you have to put in the work but then you kind of shed
0: that and then you start becoming you know, an artist where you can make music mm-hmm. you well know, the, the, we that's can, the world with improv know. is you need to you need to know like improv comedy is you mm-hmm. need to understand and know the role, rules inside and out and then you can discard them
2: yeah and it's like kind of work become you that need both of those things you, yeah. need, you need to learn the craft but you also need to have the talent <laughs> yeah
0: well so, so you see, need to know the craft enough to have technique enough so that you can stop relying on just what you've been taught and yeah, like, you yeah. Pass that. You know? yeah well you know to me like say people in there they're different
1: artistries like to me that looks effortless, you know, Mm -hmm. comedy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge fan of stand up and all that. Not only for the effect that, you know, it's, 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 it's great entertainment, but just the artistry, you be able to go up there and put a set together that's so tight mm-hmm. and so effective and you see the effect it has on the crowd. It's the same thing when, they, when a band's out there and they get to their high points, their low points and you just bring the crowd along with you mm-hmm. the journey. It's like, mm-hmm. man, that was good. It's work, though. Yeah. yeah. It's work. It's, oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> right. Well, like when you guys are coming into um, a scene or something like that, you know you know what the structure is but you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. What, how do you... How do you introduce that? Because I know when we do music, like say jazz tune or something like that, you've got the tune, you've got the form of the tune, you've got the style, the way you guys want to play it. And then when you go on stage, you said, all right, we know this is generally what we're going to do. We'll start out playing the structure so people know it's this tune. And then after that, it's just the form rotating around and around. Mm -hmm. But now whatever happens, happens. You know, whatever the mood is, the the horn player goes over here. Mm -hmm. And if you're not the guy in front, you're not the guy speaking, soloing, or leading, or doing whatever. You're supporting. So right. you're listening to them. You're kind of filling in the holes. You're putting a bed down so that they can create, right? And you try not to get in their way. That just sounds mm-hmm. so, so. When you a
0: lot like improv, comedy. yeah, because
1: I know we talked about that, <laughs> yeah. right? So, like when you guys, I know you guys work together. You know, when you're thinking about a scene,
0: is that a similar? We we've had this conversation, so Mike, I'll let yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, and I've yeah.
2: always I've always yeah. been kind of interested in in, in improvised jazz for the the same reasons. Uh It's like, I always I I don't really know much about it, but I always suspect it's like, okay, this this must be like a lot of practice and (laughs) rules and there's so much stuff going on in the background but then when you get out it's just... it's just playing. But it, yeah, isn't there just,
0: something group-mind-ish, mm-hmm. right? Didn't we talk yeah. about this? You guys have to get mm-hmm. in the same headspace
1: for it to work. Yeah, because you, you, believe it or not, you actually are playing a tune, right? right? And so what, what what loses a lot of people, I think, one of the fundamental things is they don't know what the tune is. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's you know, a Beatles tune or something like that, people know the tune. So if uh, mm-hmm. a jazz group does a Beatle tune, everybody knows the form. Right. So if the guy goes, you know, you know normal, then he goes nuts and he comes back to normal, they can go with it because mm-hmm. they know what the form is. But if you play some jazz tune from the 50s that all the jazz cats know, but <laughs> not that anybody else knows, when the people go nuts and all that, they're like, are we done? Or we over? <laughs> is this guy hurting himself on the horn? Is that why it sounds like this? What is going on right now? But the people that know the form said, hey, that guy did something really hard. Right. He said something very eloquently in three words instead of five, a haiku or something. He's like, how did he do that? You know, How did he pull that off and go here and come back and stick the landing? you know that's the kind of I mean that's
2: I I can understand at the same time how it's not it may not be that accessible, oh, yeah. but for the people who get it, it yeah. must be just, like, fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's I think that divide a... is greater for jazz than it is for improv comedy. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, to yeah. a pretty large yeah. extent. the Because pe- I do not get jazz. And yeah. I have tried, yeah. and I'm like, this is this is not for me. Right, right.
1: But and that, that's a fair statement, too. I mean, some, some purists on all sides get offended by stuff like that. But it's like, well... Some people drive BMWs, sometimes Mercedes, and some people say, that's pretentious. Let's drive a nice, practical Honda. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine, too. You know? I drive a Volkswagen. I don't drive
0: any of those. <laughs> oh, there you go. See? Uh, so, d- well, to go back to your you know, know, what, your initial question, um, and again, I have the benefit of having talked to you, with you about right. this, but I sort right. of look at it as, I think there are fundamental similarities yeah. to improv in general. Mm-hmm. I think for improv to work... There has to be certain things in place. Mm-hmm. There has to be the group mind element. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just improvise with people you never played with before. Yeah, right. Right, right, I mean, right. Imagine it'd be very difficult. Well, to, be a super yeah. to make it, it work really well. well. Okay,
2: we're talking about comedy improv,
1: not jazz. Jazz. jazz.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you can you just get together with a group of people you never um, played with before and knock it out of the park? Uh,
1: well, that's. We, it's possible, but I don't know about the knock it out of the park part. I mean, if you're you're at that level, like you're, you know, know, at that level, Mm -hmm. you know, the the marquee uh, people. Right, right. Uh, And also the people that are uh, not classically trained, but they went to school. You know, they went to music school, they're music majors, so they have the facility to react to anything, or they have the facility to produce anything on the spot. Okay. So all the things they have command on, they can reproduce. So when you're playing kind of, it depends on the gig, right? If Mm -hmm. you're playing a, a gig where... People are paying you to hear this sound because you want to hear that band, mm-hmm. right? Say, say, in this context, say you're the drummer that's supposed to be there is out or sick or he's on another gig. It's and funny. you're now the drummer that comes in. Your responsibility is to kind of listen to what the band sounds like and mm-hmm. try to either emulate that in the sense that you're supporting others, but you put your own thing into it. So mm-hmm. you, you're kind of taking your, your craft and inserting it into that new group situation. And, but once you played for a while, then people say, oh, that's just him. And when he goes nuts over here, we know he's coming back sometime. Right. Mm-hmm. So we know where he's going to go. He's off on so, a, He's walking, waltzing until then. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, when you have tunes, especially tunes that have been written by others, there's a form to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it's, everybody it gives you knows, a framework. Yeah, when you know the form, uh, you can kind of stick to that. But the, the problem is sometimes you don't know the, uh, the way someone's going to say something. When they're actually going through sure. this, but it sure. takes through your tune. It's like the classic thing when you're learning and you're younger for a pianist is when you're playing with a guitarist. You guys have to figure out how you both are going to play the chord okay. because you are both chordal instruments, and the way you play it and they play it can clash. Sure. Mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be too muddy. You know, I would imagine like if you're doing improv, if you're trying to crack jokes, you're trying to crack jokes. Your timing is stepping on each other's timing. You have to back off. You have to back off. It doesn't flow in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I, the ideal yeah. for
2: comedy improv, yeah, um, that we we'd always talk about is you know trying to make everybody else look good. Mm. Right. Don't be don't mm. be the one who's like trying to make all the jokes. You it, know, it gotcha. make every make other people look. You good. there mm. are
0: moments to shine. I, to tie this back, yeah. so so what I was getting to was I've seen like in New York and mainly New York. I've seen uh, the jam band improv uh, yeah. comedy where you do, it's like just people going mm-hmm. up together, like you draw names out of a hat. I've yeah. seen it work. Yes. It's never been a knockout of the park, but you can tell that when there's good people on stage, it will work. There we go. Um, but nothing compares to a group <laughs> that has practiced. Yes. And that's what people don't understand about yes. improv. It's like, well, how can you practice improv? It's mm-hmm. like, well you shouldn't be practicing the bits.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone
0: has a crutch. Everyone has their characters. Mm-hmm. I've, I used to really get angry about that and I realized it's just how we are. Mm-hmm. But you are practicing a series of skills and interactions that you can then use to do the active improv itself mm-hmm. yeah. and react, just like what you're talking about. Yeah. So it seems like group mind seems to be common across oh, both. Yeah, but
1: absolutely. also
0: what you say as there's a tune, Yes. I and everyone's working to support it and then doing yeah. their own thing, coming back to it. Right. I feel like that's... Analogous to the reality of the scene in improv comedy, Mm -hmm. where there's a reality you are establishing together, and someone can do something that will sometimes put it in danger or throw a crazy ace. Mm -hmm. But if everyone's working together, you'll bring it back in and and, and take that and say that is part of the reality as well. Yeah. So the reality in improv comedy scene is the tune of jazz. Mm -hmm. I'm maybe stretching.
1: No, that works. That works. (laughs) And so, like what I was thinking though is when you say someone takes it out in a certain uh, level or a different direction. Isn't that where sometimes where the magic happens, when people just take it out there and then everyone's like, what do we do now? And then you spontaneously start creating something around that anomaly. You're like, I didn't expect it to go yeah. there, but look at what came out of all of it. Oh, yeah. You the know? greatest
0: thing to happen in improv scenes that I've ever experienced is mistakes. Yeah. Because when a mistake gets supported by everyone in the scene, magic happens. Yeah, I've seen that a lot of, you
1: know, the TV, the famous, you know, who's lying Mm. and that kind of stuff. The guy just kind of falls on his face and they just turn it into gold. You're like, wow. That was pretty crazy. Well, <laughs> that's pretty good. yeah, Who's Line? Yeah, it's uh-oh, sorry, uh-oh. That was, that was, I shouldn't have said <laughs> that. No, that who's Line is not the, the gold th- standard th- since th- they th- are th- recorded,
0: you get multiple shows at a single performance and can start a scene over by cursing whenever oh, they want. Really? So they have giant fucking cheats built into the fucking format.
1: That's See, yeah. it's like the recorded wow. music, see? It's like everyone thought you just did it on the first take, but they... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's said uh, yeah, it in music. No, right? it doesn't look like that. Oh, okay. see? See? I just got educated, see? Yeah, no, it, 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 if that. you go to
0: a taping, apparently, of Who's Lines, Anyway, yeah, if yeah. they if they have a good start to something and it sort of goes bad, yeah. one of them just curses yes because it's network oh, TV, they, uh, they say okay we'll take it back and start it over and they get you reenact it and then do it differently and better so it's a massive fucking cheat so anytime so if you want to piss off like a real improviser ah, especially gotcha, a long form improviser and you're like, like, oh, you're like, and you're like oh you like who's lying you're like oh yeah see oh see that, that, that so you're gonna have to
1: edit out the smack that you gave me see that put was put your, hand, put your hand under your chin. he's, like, he's like this oh <laughs> ow. <ouch>, oh. <laughs> All right. That's why you stage. How that. many teeth do I have left? Uh, too <laughs> many.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, at least it was even. Now they're both. Right. right.
0: Well, I'm an equal opportunity hitter. So. You're you're not not bad. Are you uh, are you okay? You're dressed warm. I should have warned you the other No, before.
1: I'm doing okay actually. Thank okay. you
0: though. We can yeah,
1: always yeah. open
2: a yeah. door. we well, you got a t shirt on under there.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. So far so good. I'm trying okay. to get you to take your clothes off. Is oh, is <laughs> it that what it is? Wow. Don't but forget your bladder. Is that kind of line? so yeah. I'm oh, an old, old, married guy. I'm not used to those pickups. Like, I, I don't react like. <laughs> We're all old day. married guys. We don't. We yeah, don't, that's right. Yeah. That's that's it, man. I don't know. Good stuff.
2: So you have, you have grown kids. I do.
1: Well, oh, kind of grown. You know, like uh, one's uh, in Michigan. Yeah, first year, sophomore, and one's a uh, sophomore in, uh, in high school. So. Older ish, yeah. not grown. I still have to pay for everything, and okay, they still yeah. come <laughs> home and, and, and eat. And I don't think that right that, that ends anymore. Doesn't that just
0: keep going now oh, forever? Oh no, yeah, with, with like with the,
1: the the state of things. Ah, uh, with the college debt, you know. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. after then uh. they move back in after that. So you oh, pay their college. Uh, you pay their college on, debt, man. and you pay. You continue I was to, pay for to the move movie. and then disappear and on the graduation. I said, "Here you go, kid." You're gonna quit. Here's a twenty. Good luck parenting. With that. The way I'm quitting my job,
0: <laughs> like yeah. I'm done.
1: Well, they have to offer me a better gig. Oh right, right, see okay. that's what it is. Once I get that, yeah, you know, these
0: other kids are offering me way more money. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> they, yeah, that's right. They have their own funds. You know, they come trust funds. Mike, babies. I need to talk for a second. Mike, my guy, I love you, and being <laughs> your father has been just the greatest time of my life. But you're not a sound investment in my future. In parenting i've been working
2: on my portfolio though you know what you haven't
0: (laughs) done smike is you haven't divested (laughs) and i don't feel as though you are using my parental talents to really the best that they could be used
1: that was a good talk dad good talk thanks you can stay
2: how do you come back from that (laughs) you don't put an ad out for looking for a, a, a dad that could go that could go wrong. Wasn't it was it Japan <laughs> the old Oh yeah, that could go very wrong. That's Don't right. do it on Craigslist.
0: Wasn't it in Japan right. the old the old male lonely guy put himself up for adoption and got adopted? Oh yeah? I think it was what? in Japan. Because of course oh, Japan. Yeah, yeah exactly. i never heard of that. Exactly. It was just recently. He was like, I'm old, I'm lonely. I really just want like people to talk to and so he put himself up for adoption and some like family adopted him. Really? Yeah. You can do that in Japan? Cool. It's so Mike, it's yeah. Japan. You can buy things that let you Carry around fake vending machine I Maybe, maybe so I should that try that. Hide that. From yeah, yeah, I should you know, definitely get the retirement. Time to
2: buy a Japanese family. That'd be cool. Well, I don't, <laughs> know, but you
0: I mean, you're not, you Japanese.
2: But... I, but isn't that a, like a bonus? You know, know, it depends exotic, on what they're looking for. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're novelty. Just make
0: sure it. you get all your shots. And
2: uh... <laughs> Well, you could probably do even better because you like, I can play the piano. And, uh, well, yeah, I, that's right. with I, that. You know, chopstick and all 12 man. I'm
0: an accomplished musician. Smike, uh, Smike, Smike is Batman. Yeah, oh, I can catch bats. Oh, what, oh, well, you can believe
2: There's no, there's no, no I'd like no, right. to
0: adopt but, you. Uh, yeah, see, I have a great opportunity for you.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you were giving us all the techniques, so I mean, the, the bat, the <laughs> bat whispering techniques. And I didn't know how it worked. I didn't, I was mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seen that it.
0: video of the, it's one of those Australian bird eating spiders. Mm-mm. Um, so it's, like, spider, it's, like, the leg is, like, almost two feet, like like span oh, gotcha okay and they jump on the birds so okay they're like the scariest spider known to mankind Ooh, they, they're like massive and they will throw like head, head crabs. right right and so it's a, it's a video it's pretty famous it's been around for years of like a, like a college guy like in Australia and there's one on the wall uh-huh. and he like is trying to get it out of the house and uh-huh. it's like his friends his girlfriend or someone's around and he has like like a mesh helmet on <laughs> oh nice and he has like a giant like garbage can <laughs> nice and it leaps at him Yeah. and it leaps right into the garbage can but he like everyone screams like little girls <laughs> right <laughs> And you're just like, ah, because it's just a blur. It's like, it's right. a giant, like, hand on the wall, right. and then it's, like, flying
2: at him. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's got Austra- the face. Like, everything can kill you in Australia. Yeah.
0: I was disappointed. Nothing tried to kill me in Australia. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> well, where did you go? Well, I was in it? Melbourne, yeah. So, okay. it's very, it's like,
2: yeah.
0: it's a 4,000... Square kilometer city, it's like a yeah. massive city. Something know.
2: tried to kill Nero, like the ironing That's board true. tried to kill him. It was, it was
0: <laughs> the <laughs> ironing season. board tried to kill him. That's right. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I didn't hear that. So yes, yeah, so huh? something tried to kill him in in Australia. Just not everything's
1: dangerous there,
2: even the yeah. ironing board. Yeah, yeah. That's true.
1: well, see, I've been to Sydney quite a few times, and uh, I didn't feel too threatened. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it was just behind me and I didn't see it. So it follows. Pro- I don't know. I, I thought I heard something, but every time I turn around, nothing's
0: there.
2: So. Well, you just need to have sex
0: with someone, and then the It Follows demon goes after. You. Oh, see.
2: I gotta say this. This drink is getting oh a little better. Let's, I try, also, it. I let's say, try. I gotta say, I think it. you're getting a little drunker. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, that's probably true. <laughs> okay, but as let me catch up to you guys. then. Yeah.
0: No, take your time.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely don't rush. You have to this teach tomorrow. Yeah, you wanna as as the as the ice melts, it's smoothing out. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm getting more drunk. Yeah, I know you well enough to recognize
0: it in your voice. But uh, do you think it was too much Averna? Did that make it too bitter?
2: I wouldn't. I'm not complaining now. (laughs) And Um, you're still like I'm drinking a lot of liquor. Don't (laughs) don't change your thing. I love you, and I love this drink just
0: the way you are.
2: (laughs) We need music for this moment. That's right. right. I'll get
0: a piano. (laughs) Um. You know, so, in addition to the piano stuff, like so you you've mentioned obviously about several times the engineering background, yeah, so you've done a varied. I mean, you're, you've been in telephony for a while, but it's yeah. really not telephony. It's really, like, network systems. Yeah,
1: network kind of stuff. Because phones I mean, aren't really phones. <laughs> well, basically, what I decided was, you know, like I said, out of high school, going to engineering, did that whole thing. And the reason I got into it, because back in the 80s, synthesizers had knobs. Mm-hmm. And the knobs said mm-hmm. filter, amplifier, and all that. So I said that got you into a little bit of the, those concepts. Sure. And then when I, my friend was a drummer... And in the room like this, they built a little, you know, the the glass screen Uh and the the booth and all that. And I was like, this is cool, right? We could record in here and all that. So I said, who knows how to build that? So an engineer...
0: Then it turned out it's a
1: sound engineer. I didn't know that. So. Ah. But I said, hey, I want to be an engineer. I like so trains. I'm going to be a exactly. conductor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like when I went home, people said, hey, you're an engineer. Can you fix my stove? And the answer is, hell no. I don't know anything about stoves, <laughs> right? But anyway, so, so that's what got me into down that path, you know, the engineering. Because of music, actually. Right. and it actually <laughs> helped me in my upper division classes. Because when they're talking about filters and envelopes and all that, I knew the effect it has on sound. You know, hmm. like you know, in the old '70s music, the clavinet, the wow, uh-huh. wow, uh-huh. you know that to be able to recreate that, you had to tweak knobs. So you had to get used to the effect of uh, those kind of geeky kind of concepts. So that was huh. kept me. So you I had gained, analogous
0: knowledge. That's it?
1: what got me there, right? But okay. then when I got out of school and did internships at like Hughes Aircraft Company and all that, we did some cool things. One thing was really cool in um, in L.A. We were basically—I uh, was just a peon intern. And we were up in this room. They said, hey, you want to go see the flybys? And I said, what's a flyby? What are you talking about, (laughs) right? And so what it was is you go up to this high thing. It's right next to the LA airport. Mm -hmm. And they'd have the F-14s flying by off the coast. And what these guys were doing is taking the telemetry back. And you'd see an actual moving cockpit. And the little stuff going and all the lights going and stuff huh. like that. So I was, you get to see what the pilot is seeing, the fighter pilot is seeing. Whoa. The heads up display and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, huh. you don't get to do any of that. Only the PhDs do. And I said, like, oh, I'm out. I'm out.
2: Oh, so like... do... Yeah, I'm out.
1: I got to do something different. So I, I, need, I, I need, need to go to school how much longer for this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, some people, like my wife, she's more of a professional student. So she went on to do the whole PhD mechanical engineering. I said, I, yes. I, I was, I didn't, I couldn't. Hang with school. Oh, my God. Long. Did you, you watch Halt and Catch Fire? No,
0: I've not seen that. God, you're just like the the couple. They're like engineers who built a special like synthesizer together. Oh, see. They're like both engineers, but um, he's in the music. See, yeah, I'm going to have to go oh, wow. go read up on that. You know, you should... You would really like... Actually, I yeah. talked to Rick about this quite a bit. Oh, Because gotcha. it's... So it takes... Yeah. It's basically this like mythical take on Silicon Valley. So yeah. it's like if these five people yeah. were part of all the bit, like they invented yeah. the first laptop and right. then they started you know the yeah. first online gaming and it's like that kind of but yeah. Lee Pace is in it and Scoot McNary it's a great show nice. it was so good and so unwatched mm. that AMC said look we do not have the the ratings to justify keeping the show yes Fuck you! We're gonna do it for one more season because it's that good. Nice. We no. just wanted to finish. Wow. But how often does that happen? No. <laughs> but yeah, you should check it out. It's like four seasons. No, so oh, what's it called again? It's halt and catch fire. Halt and catch fire. It's the old hacker. I think it's okay. an old hacker term for overloading a CPU. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, there you go. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I just remind because it's a husband and wife. And they're yeah. Engineers and they built the synthesizer, and she, I think she had more schooling than him or something.
1: Else. Yeah, that's how it is here. So where I landed after that is I went into I actually work for the phone company. That actually leads me to uh, uh, an interesting story about that. And when you say phone company, you mean like PSTN, like publicly switched um, telephone? Yeah, yeah, Back Bell out there. So the one thing I found out is that you can almost have any job you want if you work at phone company. You can be a lawyer, can be you can be an accountant, you can be an engineer, you could be whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of worked out for me. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, so so I did the networking engineering thing. That's it. Just basically Mm -hmm. tying systems together. You know, the internet is taken for granted now, but back in the day, you had you know private circuits, and you had to have something. You had to have Swimming that tied things together let's put it that way
2: like you're talking to ones or yeah stuff like one. that right so wait, the, the yeah. phone company just like can okay. somebody do this and you're <laughs> yeah. like sure you're right <laughs> no you know actually it's kind of like
1: uh, amazing to me it's like it was like the military they had these things called bsps bell system practices and there are books to tell you how to do everything hmm. you know from like you know changing your your oil to you know wiping yourself you know to, to, <laughs> to, to, to you know changing a, a hard drive or something they had procedures for everything Damn. and so basically what they did is take people that were largely unskilled put them into this process and let the worker bees you know you know create, you create, follow create the book. create stuff yeah you had people that were trained beyond you know just the basics and stuff but you know you had a process for everything like uh-huh. the military you just had you know you went in they trained you in a certain way here's your job and you know, your faction or something like you that. Just you just did know. that over and over again. Yeah. So I went into that area and just started getting into, uh, you know, tying things together. Huh. You know, computers. And I, it, actually, it, I actually got bored with it. That's why I actually left, you know. <laughs> but I got into some of these. Um, this internet thing will never other, catch on. Yeah, it will never catch on, you know. But we were doing all that kind of stuff. So. And then where'd you go from so, there? From there, I actually, I was in the sales group for a while. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of sailing pipes, you know. Yeah. So what if this thing can go, you know. You know, one thousand bits versus one two thousand bits. Who cares, right? And so, but the thing is, I said I'd ask people, "What are you doing with it?" They say, "No, oh, we're doing video. We're Pixar. We're doing blah blah blah." I was like, "Oh, I want to do that stuff. <laughs> I want to do the cool <laughs> stuff. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about that." So you were and doing so, sales? So I was basically into engineering and then we had a technology, I don't know, you know if anybody will remember ISDN. Remember that? When that was new, you know. Do anybody remember when that when you used to have lines that come into the house that were not cable and that were not DSL, what came before that? You know, like modems and all that stuff? Yeah, the old phone lines. Right? Mm-hmm. You're just talking yeah. about phone lines, right? Yeah, so before that, there's basically newer technologies that came out. The sales guys didn't know how to sell them. So they right. said, can you get some engineers to go and be like sales engineers? So you are engineer. S- like a sales oh, engineer. Yeah, I was yeah, a sales okay. engineer.
2: Gotcha. Wow, that's like, that's like a unicorn. A, yeah, an engineer, uh, an uh, engineer who can talk to people and sell things. That's what happened here. And, and it music, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So one of the things that happened, which is really cool, is that – They were doing a project where they were trying to tie together a bunch of artists and the people that produce music and the people that consume music and the people that produce music, tie them together in a network. Now, you've got internet and streaming and all that, but this was back in 1995. Wow. Right? And so they had the idea that was called Media Park. And it's the idea to have a high-speed network, put some lines into all these famous people's houses, and have them collaborate. People like Graham Nash, Herbie Hancock
0: and all that. And <laughs> they were and down they,
1: with this? Yeah. And so they basically what what happened was people would create content, they'd record it and ship tapes off to another place to edit it. They'd ship another tape off to there. They said, Well, we have this high speed network. Why don't we let people that produce music just send something over the network to the people that edit it, to send it over to someone else that adds other
0: you know, aspects of but it. But that was that would be digitizing music yes, when that wasn't yes. nearly that was the early days of that CD. Was back early, then, that was the right? early days,
2: right? Yeah. So, doing wow. that. So, so uh, a little tangent. Yeah. Up until kind of recently, Herbie Hancock was like the go to famous person who yes. went to my college. Oh <laughs> nice, nice. I know when I was it was like who surprised him? Time. the guy from um I can't remember his name. The guy you can't be that famous. I know, but the the guy from uh the big sick. Oh, Camille
0: Cunault Nanjiani. Yes. Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah. So he's like now the the new cool person that we He went to, to your
0: college. liberal arts school. Yes, oh, he did. Wow. see that? See? He's a funny dude. So anyway. Yeah. Did she's... you see that? No, the I didn't see that. But it was a good film. Good I film. did not see that. It's a true It's a true story of how, you know Kumail, it's Kumail Nanjiani. You know who that is? No. He has a podcast, a video game podcaster. He gotcha. Used to, but uh, he's he's the in...
2: Pakistani. He's, he's Pakistani. from... His, his family is Pakistani. He's the gotcha. go-to he's Indian a,
0: guy in Hollywood right now. Okay, there we go. Very, very funny dude. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but he, uh, he met his wife. They started dating and she fell into a coma. Uh-oh. Really early on. Like, really early on. And he was like, what do I do? And it's it's that's it's like a fictionalized, funnier version of that story. Oh, uh, it was an a- Amazon movie. I think it won something, or it was up for an Oscar. So it, it got a lot of buzz. It's a really good flick.
2: I <laughs> mean, she ended up okay because yeah, she yeah. helped write it. Nice. So. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: nice. I guess it was really weird it's for her nice. to be writing, but because she didn't play herself, but he played himself, but she didn't play herself. She she had like one cameo on it. Nice. Uh, anyway, yeah. Go, sorry, go on. So Herbie Hancock. Okay. So digitizing. So wiring no Herbie
2: Hancock's so, home.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So basically, we we're in uh, um, Northern California, and they said, "Well, we have to, you know, put these circuits in all these people's homes." And then we we're looking on the list, and they're saying, "Who wants to do Northern California, Southern California?" And I looked on the list, and Herbie Hancock's was on the list. So and I said, "No, you get. Me, let me get this straight. I get to go over to Herbie Hancock's house." <laughs> And go install circuit, and I get to talk to Herbie Hancock. <laughs> so was, that's probably the only time nice old Robert elbowed people out of the room and punched them. <laughs> yes, I said no. I'm You're gonna, not a short guy. I feel I like said, you, you could no, do some damage. No body check, those. man. I didn't even know how to skate or hockey. I but I, I put it on him. So then I basically <laughs> went down there, and then so so uh, it was that day, and I had to go out there, and so you go down there like holy crap, I'm gonna see herbie hancock you didn't right? see him did you oh no i did see oh okay him. Oh, you so, so, him? oh yeah cool. a lot actually and so basically what happened is i went there the first time drove up to the house beverly hills and you know how it is those the rich houses you know you can't see much from the outside is it was it like a gate and had it open yeah or... a little bit and it's kind of you know kind of like ivy and that kind of job right yeah, could, so so I'm, I'm parking there and i'm like you know okay am i skulking and stalking this place how do i get into this place <laughs> so i went around the side and I was going up this driveway, and I said, "Okay, well, I hope this is the right place because you know I have the address. We'll see." So I'm walking up, and I don't see. It's like a really long driveway along the side of the house, and I don't see anybody. He says, "All right, i I'll well, just gonna, you know, ring the doorbell and ask the uh, the, the butler or something." You know, I don't rich <laughs> people have right? Pardon me. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. I had some in my pocket just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I think that's it's what, what rich people do. do. It's <laughs> <it>. I <laughs> seen it on the TV, so that's that's it. So so I'm walking up the driveway, and then all of a sudden somebody comes around there, and who was it? It's her. Coming this way, right? <laughs> Looking it, was like, you know, the, the, the face off, right? Coming at, at me. And I'm like, yeah, you kind of freeze for a second. Oh, crap, there's Herbie Hancock right there. So, so I went up and said, you know, said, Hi, I'm the, you know, the phone guy. Uh-huh. He say, says, Hey, how you doing? And so, really nice guy and all that kind of stuff. So then we we he says, Well, where are you going to put it? And I said, Well, where do you want it? Put it, you know, and then you know, no, it wasn't like that. No, <laughs> where, do you, where do you want to put it? So basically, we, I, cock. If you know what I, I mean, you, there you yeah. go. So, I it, I so it wasn't anything like that. But that sounded good. I like that version. <laughs> That's the other alternate version. So we went in there, and basically there was other people doing milling around and stuff like that. And so we ended up doing what I needed to do, and I said, well, what are you going to do with this? And he started showing me the computer stuff, and I said, oh, blah, blah, And it turned out I had some of the same software, so we started talking about that. that. I said, oh, yeah, I play keyboard, so it's like kind of that. So the nice thing is, throughout the next few months, We got. I got to go to his place and then go hang out with him and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So I I guess part of the job. Yeah, it's part of the job. Just go hang out with him and then do some things. And so yeah, yeah. And so check this out. I need to calibrate the (laughs) defibrillator. Yeah, you know what? And so so we were we're doing one time we were uh, working on something. Who knows what it was? And it was over in uh, uh, San Ramon, if you know where that is, but you don't probably or nobody cares, right? But basically we're in the office, right? So basically, put it this way: we had to go from there to San Francisco that night. And, oh. and check out something. So he basically said, you know, um we gotta go to this warehouse and get some equipment and blah, blah, blah for my upcoming thing. He says, um, you wanna go? And what Rob gonna say? <laughs> what is right? I was thinking, <laughs> oh, no, I, gotta, I, gotta I gotta go to go bed. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Netflix and all that, you know. So basically he says, all right, sure. So I go in there, we, we get into some vehicle of some sort, and we go over there, do what we had to do. Then it becomes like um eleven o'clock or something like that. He says, you know, I got a hotel here. It's late. Um how about I just give you get you a room in the hotel <laughs> I'm like again I'm what, just do, you, the what phone do you guy you know, you know that right what do you say about that cuz at that point we he knew I was a musician and stuff like that right. you're know, playing like that yeah, so put, he, he put me up in a hotel it's really nice he put me in a hotel awesome. and I call my girlfriend I actually, I called her and said you know this uh this hotel room is nicer than my apartment <laughs> it's got gold things in it it's got all the stuff it's fantastic and so so guess what so that night it becomes you know I don't know I don't know late-ish. I don't know about 11, but later she says, you know what, I need to get some food. How about I get some food, I'll order in, and how about you just come over and we'll just we'll sit there and hang out. So, so <laughs> I so get to sit there face-to-face like we are right here, face-to-face uh-huh. <laughs> with Herbie Hancock having dinner, talking about all sorts of crap and all the history and all the music and stuff like that. Can you imagine? Like your idol, you know. You Sitting across like, cross room crazy. like that, that's like unbelievable. So, in the morning, I get up and I said, Okay, was, it that was a just dream? a dream, yeah, exactly. Was that a dream? And he's like, No, he says, okay. And then Henry okay. Hancock's
0: in bed next to you, I, and yeah. you're like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I told you, I <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that part we can't put on the podcast, you know. Well, we're we have to, yeah. I think so. So, the next morning, he says, You know, you're in San Francisco, I know, I gave you right here, I can't drive you back there, but here, let me just uh. Give, give you a, me car. a car. I'm just going to give uh, you a yeah, car. Yeah, just give me a what? ride. So, actually, <laughs> so basically, he said, he goes downstairs to the hotel and he says, hey... Um, um, you got that old jalopy, uh, you know, to give someone a ride, you know, because, you know, and I say, like, I don't know, I'm thinking of Hugo or something like right, that, yeah. you know. Or an so actual no, jalopy. So, so guess what? I'm in San Francisco. I go downstairs. It's a Rolls Royce. The guy opens the door for me. I walk out like some celebrity and I sit in the back of a Rolls Royce. I'm the phone yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly, right? Nobody knew that. Of course, you can't tell them no. that, right? They don't know. No, had you the you great on a, you, you're fine. Chicks <laughs> don't go for the phone oh, guy, my I'm Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, it's so, the phone guy? Oh, he must uh, be yeah, new. I haven't exactly, seen him on the scene. That's right. He had great poops. And so
1: guess where they? the Rolls Royce dropped me off? At the That's BART awesome. station, at the train Aww. station, right? So I got in the car, went two blocks, and got off in the, the BART station and went home. Nobody But still, but like, uh, yeah, I at that BART yeah. station was very impressive. But you know, we went around the corner, though. People just thought I was the man when I left that corner. <laughs> you know, something like that. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's great. Can you believe that? You got to sit across from your idol, and they talk to him about all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, this small world there.
2: i tell you what, where do you go from there? I don't know. Mike got any crazy stories like that? No. <laughs> no? He, he went to my college.
1: Uh, yeah, year. I see. it to be about Herbie Hancock. That's, her, her it, hand college, that's right? all
2: I got. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it was a tiny, tiny liberal arts college, so it was kind of a big
1: deal. Yeah. No, what was the name? Us. Was it? Uh, Grinnell College. Grinnell, exactly. I heard that. I was going to say Grinnell. Probably came up in conversation. No, it's in his bio.
2: That oh, is, went course, which, which you probably
0: memorized by
1: now. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: Well,
0: yeah, man. Come on, it's like Herbie Hancock. Can I ask? Can yeah. I ask you a question? Yes. Who the fuck is Herbie Hancock? What oh are you, are you no, see, no, say, no! Say, no, say, no say, you're gone. You're gone. Ding, Get ding, ding, ding. Yeah. No. I, see, 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 see. I don't. I've heard the name. Is no. it a car? A magical car that drives itself?
2: Oh. No. No. Does it go bananas? I'm so, I'll hold him down, you just pummel him Yeah, okay? yeah, that's right. We'll yeah, that. that. <laughs> yeah, high and low. High and low. High and low. Oh.
1: <laughs> again. Thank you, sir. May I have another. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you, So have you ever heard of uh 19. Miles Davis? Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. And why, why why have you even heard of that guy? Because he's just an iconic name in in jazz and stuff like (laughs) that. Yeah. So he's basically known for being an innovator through all the decades and following along the trends and innovating. In what? Any genre? uh, All sorts of genres. So so the traditional jazz where you're the young kid behind the big leader like Miles and stuff like that to where you go out on your own and you form your own band, go in your own direction, Mm. come back and you get into, you know, different styles.
0: But this is you know, from hip hop, to so movie scores, yeah. wow.
1: electronic music, classical, uh, you know, like you know, traditional jazz, all sorts of things. Being an icon and innovating, being cool. when people talk about this genre or that genre, he's in there in the conversation as about people that innovated. So when you keep going, you know, up until now, playing with all sorts of stars, and basically when those guys get older, what they do is they start bringing on younger artists to play with them. Mm. You
0: know, like Santana did. Yeah, but that what yeah. happened. you just had yeah. all those other people playing Yeah, you. exactly. Okay.
2: So. But yeah, Her- Herbie was really a, yeah. um, a tremendously influential pioneer into electronic kind of I guess electronic jazz. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. 19 was his, one of his big hits. Um mm-hmm. I can't remember. I, I have the song in my head. Right, rocket, da, 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 rock, da, rocket, yeah, rocket.
1: rocket, Rocket. Oh, hey, you know, I have a story about one of those. So in 1995, right, at the same time all this was going on. So there, there's a, he had a, um, an album, I think, what is it called? Call it 95 or something like that. Something with the word 95 in it. So he, he basically uh, was having the, producing that music. And so there's another time where we were in San Jose, and then he said, you know, I'm having these guys over. We're trying to figure out how to make music show up on the visit video. Now, now you know how when you play music in a concert, the the, the video in the Is background it, moves with the, the music. Yeah, yeah, the visualizer and all that. So that was kind of the early days uh, where they were doing some of yeah. that stuff, yeah. right? And uh, what, was the, what was the computer company? SGI, I guess, back there. Basically, you know, basically one of the high-end or, you know companies that, that do a lot of heavy-duty processing. Mm-hmm. So he basically had his rig in this guy's house in San Jose and I had it hooked up to this guy, this guy's supercomputer in his house, right? So I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm happy I'm here. That You're computer right? costs more than my life. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> more than my life. So basically he was setting up his rig and things weren't quite working right. And so we're sitting there and I was like, oh, what's going on? He says, yeah, I can't get this to go, this this and that. And then Basically, we, they got hungry and they said, You know what? I got to go. And so he said, I said, I'll just hang out here. I want to just look at all your gear and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I look at the computer and I look at the gear and I see that they're using the same um, program, the computer program, to control the synthesizers as I do, okay. as I had. Uh-huh. And I just noticed in my setup, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, I had the same problem he's having <laughs> and I got a patch. Uh, to say, if you just load this patch and all of a sudden things will start working, and so I'm sitting here going, I know how to fix this. <laughs> I know how to fix this. You know, when you're sitting there like, I don't know if I should touch this. Right. But right I know. Right, I know right, how to right. fix this. <laughs> I know how to fix. So they're all gone, right? They're out for lunch. Did you? So gone, right? lunch. Did you Hell yeah, I did. You the yeah, I did. <laughs> I, awesome. I got. I had the. I had the disk. It was fate. I had the the software in my Seriously? bag. I did. What? So I'm like, oh okay do I put this disc in Herbie Hancock's rig and, 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 and not affects Hot. this. How is I, everything I, about I, this story <laughs> sexual? Seriously. I, yeah, that's, oh, bow, bow. okay, sorry. So, so, so I, My so, so I loaded this back. software. I'm like, shit, I hope this works because, yeah. you know, it's, I'm me and he's him. Right. You yeah. know, so I, I loaded this stuff and it, it loads, it looks like it's successful. And, and the whole thing was, you know, those rigs where you, everything's like you're like a, like an airplane cockpit. But mm-hmm. if you press the right button, all the lights come right. on. So I was looking them' trying to, you know, nothing's working. So I load the software there. I'm like, well, that was the button he pressed. If I press it, if I'm successful, does it work? So I go over there and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Moment of the truth, right? And so I go over there and I press the button. And all of a sudden, I hear the track from one of his albums. The whole thing's is uh, playing and it starts playing yeah. and all that. I'm like, <laughs>
2: I'll be here. You like, I'm here I'm and here. Then he comes back, hey, Herbie, I, yeah, I fixed yeah, that for you. Exactly. Like, that's exactly like, what happened. No I yeah. turned it off, yeah. right? And
1: Herbie comes <laughs> over here, you know, so I say, hey, um, hey Herbie, um, I wanted to show you something here. Come over here, <laughs> check this out. And I go over there. Boom, <laughs> I put it in there, High like, hey, I just got high fives I can die now. Just slit my throat, bury the body. I'm done. All right. It's like, holy crap. It's
0: like, man, it's like, my hero likes me. You're right. <laughs> so, did, did like, you, you know? stay in touch with them at all? Or once the... uh,
1: a little bit, you know, like, you guys were actually hanging out. Like, you're good amount. Before that, the length of that, basically, what it was is we were doing the project and we always had these kind of user group kind of meetings. Mm-hmm. So, over the period of a few months, and when he'd come up to Northern California because he lived down in like in Mer Hill, so he'd come up to Northern California, and that's when all the shenanigans was happening okay. going to San Francisco, San Jose, and all that kind of stuff, so we had a lot of a lot of events and so yeah, it kind of kept touch and then when he would come into town um he would, uh, you know, I'd say, Hey, uh, talk to his people, you know, in uh, his handlers' his secretary, you know, and then said, Hey, uh, he's gonna be in, so can you get me a pass or something like that? Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of cool because I walk in. It's funny because I walk in, we were, there, I don't know what city it was, like Santa Rosa or somewhere up north, and, um, they were in there doing the sound check, and so I just kind of walk in and I walked up to the stage. Hey, how you doing? And people looked at me like, "Who's this guy? Should we shoot him or should we tackle him?" <laughs> you know, you because know? <laughs> you know, I'm just some Joe, some, you know. So, yes, I'm because I'm, I'm, I'm the phone guy. The phone I'm the phone guy. I'm, you the know phone guy.
2: I, I'm sure you can you can uh, find his contact information. Uh, uh, yeah. Send him a link to this. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To <laughs> hey, hey, Herbie. Uh, yeah. Right. Hello, fellow Grinnell alum. Yes. Glad hey Herbie, you I just
0: found out who you were. You sound you sound really cool. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the young guy here.
2: Uh yes,
1: yes. He is as nice as everyone says. Yeah, those guys are they're such geniuses. And so it was one of these things where in that same time in San Jose when his gear wasn't working, uh, he just picked up another keyboard and I was asking him about something. And something, like we are talking about the improv, I was saying, you know, like there's certain pieces that are notorious for being just hard to improvise on top of. Mm -hmm. And like most accomplished musicians can play the tune and play the chords and stuff. But when it comes time to play something comprehensive and really say something in a solo, it's just hard. Because you sound really blocky, like Frankenstein. Phrase, huh. phrase, phrase, phrase. You don't sound smooth. There's no building. There's no arc to the solo. Okay. Because it's just hard to manage the, te- the technology of this piece. All the mm. chords, all the sounds, all the changes. It's hard to do. Well, it's funny. i just you struck know? by
0: you keep saying, to yeah. say something. Like You, you always absolutely. speak about it like a narrative. Yeah, which I understand it is. It's just interesting, uh, absolutely. interesting to hear it
1: said. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was asking him, I said, you know, how do you do that? And he was saying that um, one thing you have to do is find a line or find a pathway that goes through all of it. Uh, The problem with younger musicians is they see this chart that has chord, 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 chord. And the problem with each chord is you have a scale that goes with it. You mm-hmm. have a way to play that chord, and your your brain, your conscious mind is going chord, chord, chord. What do I play? What scales do I play? Chord, chord, chord. Do the I voice, voice it the right? Kind of yeah, thing? and so you can't abstract to say, you know, this is really going in a common progression in this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you say whatever you always say. You can use the things you always know how to say over this phrase. You don't have to worry about the, this chord or that chord. Look at where the line is going. Look at where the, the huh. phrase is going. So my, my analogy is like, um you know, when you go, you're in traffic. So say you have a three, like five, four lane highway. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your t- exits like four miles out and you're in the left lane. So, you need to start so what do you do? You look way out there and say, there's a hole, there's a hole. and It's all moving and all migrating. And then eventually you pick your line and you make your way through it. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly the, mm. me, the
0: mental picture. There when is something see- very similar to that yeah. in improv comedy yeah. after about if you're doing long form in particular. So after about the yeah. second act, everyone is starting to see where it's going yeah. and seeing the connections. Yes. Right. So the Harold form is three act structure, three scenes, group game, three scenes ish group game. One to three scenes to yeah. tie it all together. Yeah. Usually around the second act, um you start. I think people start to pick up on like, well, what, the, what is the theme? What are the themes that we're seeing that start to come together? Mm-hmm. What is commingling Where
2: are we headed with this? Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't have to be something that's verbal. And that's what all the practice comes from. But now, you yeah. see...
2: let me let me take this up a step further. Yeah. This is a strong drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like what? half as far. As, yeah, it's yeah. a good call on your part. <laughs> uh, when we do we do improv, and I'm I'm tired of talking as a as an improv. Somebody's directed in, an improv. Yeah,
0: right? was, Mike's directed a lot of improv. Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Um, when you're putting together a group, you, ideally you want to get a mix of people with different skills, mm-hmm. and one of mm-hmm. those kind of skills is being able to bring things together. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and like you got like somebody who's just going to go off and go do crazy stuff is fine Mm -hmm. somebody else you need to be like the backbone who's going to keep things solid is it it like that with with jazz oh oh,
1: absolutely in fact you know um a lot of times
2: especially when you're younger
1: you're not the name on the marquee out there your job is to provide the foundation for the artist to go and do their thing so the 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 the, thing to come back to well, basically, basically, you know how when you line. like, like you hear, um, I don't know, say a sting tune or something like that, you know. And I mentioned it in sting because they had a lot of jazz musicians behind them, mm. so you hear all this nice rhythm. Paul Simon, where he has all this stuff going on in the mm-hmm. background, and you mm-hmm. hear this clear voice stating something simply on top of all of this wonderful shenanigans mm-hmm. going on in the background. Okay. So all those people, you know, there's 12 people on stage, the guy playing the this, this, the that, the the, you, know, there, you yeah. know, all the names, you don't know what these uh, percussion instruments are, the right? Didgeridoo. Yeah, something like that. But then, that. yeah, you got like the background so, vocalists yeah, who are just yeah, right. doing the... Doing and then, and, and, the, and like especially like yeah. the, you know, obviously the drums, but the, the bass and the drum combination, they got to be locked down. Mm-hmm. No matter what they do, they mm-hmm. just got to be always there, that's the foundation, and then us chordal instruments have to pro- provide that sonic uh, foundation on
0: top of the rhythm, mm. right? You know, the, you know whatever's going on in the background. Is bass primarily yeah, a percussion right. instrument in jazz? Um, it's primarily uh, a percussion instrument. I know it's a string uh, instrument, but the, the, the I, I would say.
1: Uh, It's more of a chordal instrument, but the idea is you provide the root notes. You provide the, you know, when you say an F chord, an F G chord, this, this, or you can get fancy with more than that, but you got to provide the foundation at the right time and anchor everybody as far as all the notes that they're playing. You're the bottom Mm -hmm. and the drummer's holding on the rhythm, but the bass player and the drummer have to be locked together. Mm -hmm. And so when they're locked together, it's almost seamless. You don't, you don't even hear it. You feel it. Okay. You feel like how you know some groups you're like, man, these guys, I don't know what it is, but these guys make me move. These guys is really tight. It's the bass and the drum.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I know I know what and it so is. And so the pianist, you know, when you hit you, you can be both. The pianist is actually both a percussion mm-hmm. and a chordal instrument. Mm-hmm. So you when you when you like you say, you're gonna bring together a group, you gotta figure out how much do I uh produce, you know, as far as sonic sound, or how much do I make it lay off and just provide color when it's needed. Right, and so depending on the type of group you got to put together, some guys like in oh, jazz, you you have some drummers that are really noisy, like Tony Williams and stuff like that. Just, they're monsters on their instrument, but for certain type of groups, this guy's just too loud. Right, mm-hmm. you know, they just I, I can't deal with that. But so but you, with a, a yeah.
2: different set of people, he'd be perfect. That's right. right.
1: That's okay. right. Because yeah, at kind of what he does. It's the yeah. The, he's the a sonic series. He's, he's an, an, an icon, right? But yeah. but when you listen to people that that have been playing with those people, you said this guy. Uh, has brings this to the table. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you want another nuance, you know. Sure. And so you you know, you like you say, you get the guy with uh uh four hundred drums in his drum kit and you get huh. the guys that like really Buddy sure. Rich that have a snare drum in it and, and he <laughs> wipes out everybody technically, <laughs> you know, like three drums and they're all they're in there. <laughs> you know, or guys like in the 70s, Steve Gadd, you know, like he's like one of the man. And this just we won't geek out on all the instrumentalists, but 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 the thing about Steve Gadd is that um he would play something very simple but super in the pocket, meaning like su- everything is on the right and time where it needs to be, You're mm-hmm. right? And so he do all this really complicated stuff, but, you know, he's like one of those, you know, uh, pat your head and rub your stomach. Right. So he'd be able to do that and then also do a triple axel <laughs> while he's doing that, right? <laughs> so people are like, how the hell did he keep that so tight right. while he's doing all this amazing stuff, right? And so basically he, he was like one of those guys on the back of a lot of backing tracks because he just really provides the color they needed. Hmm. For, for something as opposed to say like a Tony Williams who's awesome in this situation but he's too loud for a jingle that's right. selling soup or something like that right <laughs> you know or some top uh, 70s Campbell's hate some some you know, some, some, you know
0: uh, pop song right you know it's yeah, funny, it's so so you know. as you're describing all this stuff, I'm yeah. thinking in my head of the people I've improvised with. Yeah. Gotcha. And I'm making <laughs> trying to make analogies between the type of musician yeah. you're describing and the type of improviser they were. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking back like so the so the yeah. best the best improv experience comedy improv comedy experience I've ever had was where I met Smike. Gotcha. I came from a very one of the only quote unquote lucrative improv gigs I've ever had. Yes. At a very renowned uh, uh, equity house. Okay. And I was miserable. <laughs> Everything about it on paper was phenomenal. And I was miserable. I didn't think we were doing good improv. I didn't like the people. Everything about it sucked.
2: But you were getting crowds and you are getting money.
0: We got crowds and money. (laughs) And it's like, you know, it's the, well, do you sell out? Like, you know, that could Mm -hmm. go somewhere. Um, And so I left that like just utterly... Like horror, and, and they weren't—they weren't even nice, nice to my wife. You've met my wife; mm-hmm. she's kind of hard to be mean to. And they were <laughs> exactly. like, like really not nice to her. And so she was wow. like, "I'm glad you're leaving." <laughs> wow. Uh, just it was just a really toxic vibe. Mm-hmm. So then I went to Unleashed, uh, and Smike was directing, and it was the most diverse—gender, uh, age, ethnic. Mm-hmm. It, it was just diverse in every way. And improv eats normally a bunch of like 20-something white guys. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, in New York, that's a lot of the improv tradition. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, really, I think a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the best experience I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And our first show was the single best show I've ever performed in mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. Downhill after that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Everything after that was sucking balls. Yeah, that's right. But because we were rehearsing three days a week for uh, months on end, and yeah. it was so tight. Well, mm-hmm. that was
2: one of the things but, that i've I believed and this has held true for my directing improv and, and performing improv experiences mm-hmm. if you're not rehearsing enough it's just not going to get any better mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that, that seems like, like such a stupid <laughs> obvious thing to say no but life gets
0: in the way people and people don't necessarily get that yeah yeah but it, we,
2: yeah. when you're when you're group and like yeah we can't do three a week let's let, let's meet like one or two times a week yeah. and you're like okay but i know it's not gonna get any better at that point
1: so what is the like the noticeable refinement like when you know you guys have been working on stuff what is that that makes it better than if you didn't rehearse you know what what gets better
2: you it know, just it feels like you're you're starting over every time if you're not rehearsing mm, enough, you know and I does that make sense yeah 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 i i yes, I, does. I
0: noticed a lot of recycling uh-huh. Uh, Recycling the characters, recycling bits, recycling scenarios. Oh, I got you. The the true creative energy seems to be lacking. That's what I I got you.
1: Oh, that's yeah. You know that's that's the the curse of the improviser. You know, like I think a, that's probably true for any kind yeah, of music. Yeah, because you know, like me right now, I don't practice like I used to, and mm-hmm. I don't perform, and I didn't go to music school. So the problem is when I play a tune, I play the same things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I have enough skill now to try to vary it, mm-hmm. but I only vary it in the same three ways. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah. that's what we call a crutch. Yeah, you know, crutch
2: character. Crutch yeah, and it's it,
1: you know, and, it,
2: it has a rut. Yeah, you know, it's yeah,
1: it's especially especially in the parts that are maybe something that needs to be navigated. Something's just come out naturally and you don't think and that's right. where the greatest stuff comes mm-hmm. out but some things you have to consciously navigate and the way I navigate it's the same so when I record it and listen back it's like oh I did the same thing yeah right yeah right, you know? right. You know, and so in, in some of that, um what would they train people to do is to say, you know, what you need to do is you need to listen more. You need to step away from the instrument. You need to listen to this tune played by this person on this side, this person on this side, this, you know, classical guy, this pop guy, this country guy, this, you know, uh whatever, the different genre of, of music. Mm-hmm. And see how they approach the same situation, how they came into it, how they came out of it. What they said while they're in the midst of it, mm-hmm. and then see, okay, is that something that resonated with me? If I like it, uh, you have to do the diligence. Oh, uh, so. Record it, write it down, see what it actually is, and see if you can reproduce it. And then you could decide: is it a tool that I want to 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 put out there later on? The you know.
2: So here's a question: <laughs> I think this might be a, kind of a, yeah. an area of, of difference between improv comedy and jazz yeah. improv. Yeah. When you take something that somebody else did mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and use that, but, you know, transform it sure, sure. and make it sure, kind sure. of your own thing, mm-hmm. that's great, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, as yeah. um, an improv, it's like, no, well, I'll take somebody else's. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. a comedy, yeah. but it's... Yeah. I
1: get what you're saying. Yeah, so so it wouldn't be like um, the whole plagiarizing, saying it the same way and playing the same solo. People are really, you know, especially people that know who you quoted from. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you know, that might be cute for a couple bars, you know, to make a homage to somebody. Mm-hmm. But when you every time you come around to the same place, you do the same kind of things. Like, okay, wait a minute. But here's what I'm getting at. If you have some tune, it doesn't matter the chords, it doesn't matter the music, you say, okay, the intro part goes like this, and then the main chorus goes like this, so when you get around to the chorus, if you always go da 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 da, you know, you can say, okay, if I always go up like this, maybe the next time I'm going to come down. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next time I'll lay out in the first part and come in on the second part. Maybe I'll play it one, two, three. Maybe the next time I'll play it one and two and three and four. I'll just vary how I approach the situation as far as
0: playing that phrase.
1: And when you're approaching, you know? is
0: it improvisationally approaching it?
1: Yeah, because the whole, the mastery is you have the same chords, you have the same scales, you have the same notes, but which ones will you choose in this situation in real time? What will you choose? Right. And really what it comes down to is, well, what happened before? Mm. What happened later? Are you at the beginning of the solo or at the end? At the beginning, you make simple statements. Why? Because you want the audience to follow you. You know, you want them to say, da, da, and you go like that and you keep going around, you get all complicated and you still keep those three Phrases, but you say it in all sorts of convoluted ways, but that's those three right. notes are still there. It's like the improv comedy extrapolation. Yeah. I like get to
0: say.
2: And so the artistry is yeah. how do you do that? this? Is, I, this Isn't is a real different, I think. This yeah. is a big difference. The, the reason I was asking
0: is just because. Yeah. Like, were you at that neural, the, the t- University of Texas uh, training that we went to with that like neurophysicist guy? No, I missed that. Oh, you know, I was just, you, know, I so like so. took, I was, I, I felt bad, but I took over because it was like my favorite subject, like oh, how it? the brain works. So I just was asking, everyone was getting really annoyed with me. But like <laughs> the thing that I got, I walked away from with that was like when you're improvising, the neurological pathways that you have formed are going to be your go to ways
1: mm-hmm.
0: of improvising. Mm-hmm. And you may not realize that, mm-hmm. but that's why you have these crutches you have these things that are comfortable these things you go back to when you're not thinking because they are established pathways so having to listen to other takes yes on the same like chord progression whatever that makes perfect sense because it's your brain you're forcing your brain to be like oh i need to not use this one i need to create other Mm -hmm. neural pathways to say there are other ways to approach this yeah absolutely
2: now what one thing i'm i'm kind of hearing after what you, you you just said is that um it's a similarity to what we have in improv called the rule of threes okay and if you there's a little, little little bit of a stretch on my part gotcha but i've
0: been stretching all over yeah yeah okay <laughs> so Robert, he's been so nice about it. he's like yes, you guys don't know anything i'm, I'm, I'm talking I'm about i'm very jealous so if, if,
2: if, we, when you get in, into improv comedy and get really good you you start looking for patterns mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing from you about the jazz and a like, uh, rule of threes is a big one if you say. Uh, something something worked once. It went, went over well once. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to hit that mm-hmm. again a second time. Yeah. And I'm going to hit it again a third time. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to keep going at nope. it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Like, yes. hit it three times and that's good. I got you. Because gotcha, the eyes gotcha. are like, oh, yeah, there it is again. Oh, yeah, that is, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that is one yeah. more time. Okay, yeah. 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 Is that's- that kind of the... the th- Something similar to what, what you're
1: saying? Yeah, it, it, you have to be kind of good to use it wisely mm-hmm. because, you know, when you're younger, especially when you hear like when I go to these high school jazz concerts and stuff like that, um, I don't really cringe, you know, like some people that are snobs about it. I just think they're just untrained. And I used to I remember what it was like to be there. Mm-hmm. And what I, I honestly feel like, ah, oh, crap, I wish I had. I wish i was a rich guy i would go and sit with these people <laughs> and teach them the language because again what they're what they're emoting and what they're saying in, in, in an immature way i remember being there like i wish i had a teacher I wish I had someone that could tell me what to do in the situation to play. play you know what they're trying to get out. Yeah. You, say, and you yeah. know what's getting in the Right. Line. So when they're younger, like you said, they always go back to the same thing at the same time. And it, it gets to be a groan after a while. At the fourth time they do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. Don't hey, keep hey, doing hey, it. You did yeah, it. You right. right? It like, and you know, so, you, you know, it's like you clap the first time, second time. Oh, again. Uh, oh again, you know, and I actually talked to some musicians, even professional musicians that kind of do that, and they're like, yeah, that's the guy's line, he found it, like I said with Hank he found the line that works through this tune, and he always plays that line mm-hmm. you know, so that's the guy that plays that line you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so
0: yeah. we are uh, we're, we're definitely we're in okay. a good amount of time <laughs> nice nice.
1: yeah we can uh, I feel almost like we could talk about this forever I yeah. know yeah. I know yeah. I'm yeah. sorry to cut it
0: off I just I want you well, you have to teach tomorrow so I want to yeah
1: that's teach. okay I'm a night person so
0: <laughs> <don't know>. as <laughs> but, long as we yeah, get done by 1am no, I'm good well okay I, I I gotta do stuff
2: tomorrow yeah no I mean, you're, you're like a, you're got senior I gotta go catch a <laughs> bat probably you, yeah. got, you gotta go catch <laughs> well, I <laughs> have like one
0: last project I gotta finish ever at my job so I gotta go but so leave in good grace yeah I want to um, Robert, thank you. It was fantastic having yeah, you. Yeah, thanks was, for having I've me. been looking forward to this. I really have. Yeah, I was very yeah, excited to have you on. Uh, yeah. You are? That's Michael Smith. And you are? And Michael Crossy. You are? I am Robert A. Peters. And we are Buddies in Space. Take it away, Melanie. Buddies in Space is a Stolen Dress entertainment production. Visit StolenDress.com to check out other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books. <laughs> I've been using that one thing for... I'm always going to use it. And I always look up whenever I say that. Got that. Like, it's going to pipe in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually gotten guests to look up, too. It's, yeah. like, it's nothing I just do. I, I heard, I heard it. it. I heard yeah, that. And <laughs> we're going to use some
2: more Herbie Hancock now.
0: Oh, there we go. So
2: Should we, we, we go, go, go out on Herbie? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are
0: you kidding? Oh, yeah. oh wait, close. wait. Oh, that's what Herbie Hancock sounds like. Yeah. I still don't know what this is. mm <laughs>